You're listening to the Way of TBL's official podcast, Truth Talks with Sam and Alex. Join us as we explore all things truth, beauty, and love. Welcome back, everyone, to today's episode, and we thank you all for tuning in today. Today, we will be discussing the topic and answering the question of what is a spiritual home? Yeah. You know, most people, when they think of a spiritual home, they typically think of a physical place of worship. However, when we refer to a spiritual home, we speak of the place that is within oneself. Exactly. And the reason you feel at home in a place of worship like a church or a synagogue or a mosque is because of your association with that place. It has nothing to do with the place or the structure in itself. It goes much, much deeper than that. And we'll be covering that today. And the basis for today's episode will be the article we wrote on Medium titled, A Comprehensive Guide to Building Your Spiritual Home. And today's episode and conversation will complement that article. And it reads, A Comprehensive Guide to Building Your Spiritual Home with the subtitle, How Prioritizing Your Inner Sanctum Leads to a More Fulfilling Life. And that's pretty much what our spiritual home is. It is our spirit's refuge. It is our soul's inner sanctum where we come to for refreshment, for nourishing and recharging our energy. This is all happening within ourselves, deep within our being. And cultivating that is an art. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And we include the quote before the article, and it reads, The feeling of home is the feeling of I'm together with myself. This togetherness includes all the elements of your being. In order for you to achieve this togetherness, the foundation of your spiritual home is the most important part because it necessitates your self-acceptance and self-awareness by Najwa Zebian. And the article reads, Do you ever get the subtle feeling in your soul that your material possessions and accomplishments just don't give you that rush of happiness they used to? Are you feeling lost or unfulfilled in life? As human beings living in modern society, we are often preoccupied with the material world. We strive to achieve success, fame, and wealth, often at the expense of our inner peace and well-being. However, true happiness and fulfillment cannot be found in external achievements alone. And that's really a lot of what people are concerned about or worried about or overly esteem are one or all of these things, depending on what your career is, depending on what you do for a living. It's to experience that 
material success. But that's not all that we can have when it comes to mm-hmm. the joy we feel in our life. There's so much more than experiencing material success or financial success, fame, wealth, etc. Mm-hmm. People, people usually also use these things as a shield, in a sense, to be hiding mm. behind <laughs> what they have yes. and really shielding what their true selves are. And that comes because they are not fully aware of who they are, right? They haven't completely accepted themselves because once you do, you realize that you are you with or without these material possessions. And before you get there, though, you know, there there is a level of fear that people have as well, which is why you have people that even fear leaving their own homes, right? They feel so safe within the safety of their home that they don't even go out into the world. And of course, you know, because of the last couple of years that we have experienced, you will see now that there's a lot more people that are still confined to their homes. They're still afraid of going out into the world. And yeah. um, well, <laughs> the cure for that really is getting to know yourself, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. And yeah. this is a bit of an inside joke, but there are those who use Viking swords and guitars as shields <laughs> for their yeah. egos. And yeah, the the essence of true mastery of yourself is being able to go out into society and keeping that peace. Ralph Waldo Emerson actually quotes something to that extent. I'm basically paraphrasing that quote, but yeah, that is the measure of true spiritual resilience is being able to trust yourself enough to remain in integrity with yourself while out and about, while moving through the world and engaging with others. It's never losing your sense of self, your sense of identity, and compromising it for any reason, whether at work, whether with your friends, whether with family. You remain at home comfortable in your own skin and that's the most basic foundation of what your spiritual home is built on it is confidence in yourself trust in yourself to feel comfortable in your spiritual home at all times and that's a muscle that needs to be exercised every single day And so the article continues. It has been our observation that in order to live a meaningful life, it is crucial to realize the value of cultivating an inner sanctum for our mind, body, and soul, our spiritual home. This is where your mind is at peace, where your heart is filled with love and your soul finds refuge. In this article, we will explore the various aspects of building your spiritual home and the transformative healing power of doing so. And there's so 
much healing that occurs as you undergo this worthwhile journey and process of building and cultivating the energy of your inner sanctum, of your spiritual home. You're sorting out and putting everything in order. You're decluttering, you're organizing everything internally so that no matter where you are, you feel at home. And remember, like we mentioned in a previous episode, the world around you is an extension of your body. Your body is not just your physical flesh and bone being. Everything around you, everything that you interact with, is a part of you. And when you realize that fundamental truth and aspect of reality, the deeper you go into your spirituality, you also come to understand how important it is to feel at home no matter where you are. Absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's where the healing comes from. It's, it's really connecting with yourself and being able to remove what does not serve you from your life. Because there are a lot of things that we put up with because we're supposed to. <laughs> and when you come to realize that actually, no, I don't have to just put up with things. If it is not aligned with me, then I remove it. It's very simple. And no matter where you are, you will always put yourself first. And that is so important because we've really been taught not to put ourselves first. And so no matter where you are, if you need to remove yourself from an environment because the environment that you are in is not aligned with you, then you will do that and you will not be sorry for it. And there comes immense power with being able to do that. Exactly. And it feels like taking a lot of weight mm -hmm. off of your shoulders and your chest. A lot of people Absolutely. spiritually hoard these burdens. The burden of the opinions others have, the burden of others' understanding of what we should or should not do. So those are all things that burden us and drain us. Yeah. And by decluttering, by organizing your spiritual home in a way that none of that comes first, that your peace comes first that will take care of a lot of these burdens and that will alleviate the stress and the draining you feel from these things. And the article continues with the subheading, understanding and exploring your inner sanctum. At the core of building your spiritual home lies the concept of the inner sanctum. It is the space within yourself where you can retreat for self-inquiry, self-reflection, and self-discovery. Understanding this concept teaches us that our spiritual home is much more than a particular location or a specific place in the material world. It is where we find ourselves in the here and now, at any given moment. Our inner sanctum 
is the space where we feel at peace and rejuvenated. It is where we find our innermost thoughts, emotions, and understanding of reality. By cultivating this inner sanctum, you will create a solid foundation for personal growth and self-transformation, as well as a clear understanding of your true self, all of which are fundamental to building your spiritual home. And those practices are so important. Self-inquiry, self-reflection, in order so that you may come to discover and learn more about your sense of self. Meditation practices, all of these things serve as tuning forks for you to yeah. remember and it's... what it feels like to be at home with yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's about taking those steps towards becoming a conscious individual. When you are able to step back and reflect and introspect, that's you intentionally looking at everything within yourself and you're doing this consciously. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the goal is to live more and more consciously, to become more and more self-aware. Yeah. And the article continues reading, exploring what your inner sanctum means to you involves learning and practicing techniques that encourage you to fully understand yourself. Embracing moments of solitude and silence can also help you tune into your inner voice and gain clarity in your life's journey. And that, that really is all about strengthening your intuition, which is that internal voice speaking to you and guiding you in the way you should walk. And the more, the more mindful we become, the more conscious we become, the more better we become at listening to our intuition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your spiritual home nourishes your intuition. It nourishes yes. your awareness and your perceptiveness. So yeah, definitely, all of that is so important. And the article continues with the subheading, How to Build Your Spiritual Home. Decluttering Your Mind and Physical Space. Mm -hmm. Creating space for spiritual growth requires decluttering both your mind and physical surroundings. Letting go of distractions and negative influences, as well as organizing and simplifying your environment, can create a sense of calm and clarity that nurtures the health of your inner sanctum. Incorporating habits and routines that bring joy and meaning into your life, as well as filling your environment with positive energy and sources of inspiration, can help you cultivate a strong sense of structure, inner peace, and fulfillment. And before we continue reading, what comes to mind is mm -hmm. Ralph Waldo Emerson's writings on the peace that comes from aligning yourself with nature. Mm -hmm. He found that peace in his surroundings, in his environment. Yeah. We find that untouched aspect of reality that part of our 
surroundings that has no ego. That part of reality that is pure spirit. And how our relationship with that aspect of reality fine-tunes our soul, how it refreshes us, how we feel at home when we tap into that place. Yeah, definitely. And our external is a reflection of our internal. And so when we are working on our internal, by being mindful and changing things in your external world, that will also have an impact internally, right? And so vice you, versa, right? Trying to, yeah. yeah, and vice versa, of course. You know, if you were trying to work on your inner peace and connecting with yourself, you want to be in a peaceful environment. Being in a home that is completely cluttered and messy and just disorganized is really not putting you in a space that you can truly focus on that internal healing and, and peace because there is so much that is going on around you. You know, the environment you are in is not peaceful. And so that's why they, they both reflect each other, right? And we can work on both ends naturally, organically, when you feel better within yourself, you are going to want everything around you to reflect that it just naturally occurs but in the process we can still be conscious and aware of what is going on around us and then intentionally start to change things on the external as well and that will absolutely help with the internal exactly and yeah. you know that's that's why people distract themselves with mm -hmm. drugs with entertainment, with masturbation, with these things that bring them momentary pleasure and mm -hmm. satisfaction, but never true fulfillment. And it's because mm -hmm. people distract themselves in these ways that mm -hmm. they never really sort out what needs to be taken care of. They never resolve these conflicts that are happening internally. I, I know that's why people like Thanos overly indulged mm -hmm. in smoking. You know, yeah. they just smoke like trains. They, they can't stop. Right. Because well, there's so much going on in their head. Mm -hmm. And that's where addiction comes from. Addiction comes from that momentary pleasure and you're continuously chasing after that pleasure. And that's how people become addicted to various things. Yeah, right? and your, your ex Thanos would, would distract yeah. himself, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. He knew what he needed to yeah. do, but it was too much of a burden because he had hoarded so mm -hmm. many unresolved conflicts internally. Yeah. And I've got to give the context for who Thanos is to us. We're not talking about Thanos from yes. the Avengers. <laughs> We're talking about that. Samantha Dex. So Yeah. That's hilarious. But yeah, that's um that's exactly why he would distract himself. Exactly. And why most people do. 
-hmm. Someone who lacks purpose distracts themselves with pleasure. Exactly. And you're only going to get so much when it's from an external source. When you're not truly healing, there is only so much pleasure and satisfaction that is gained. You can only have so much sex. You can only play so many video games. You can only eat so much food. But there will always be a hole, a void that you will never be able to fill. Mm-hmm. And long term, it's going to lead to diseases. And it's not about the addiction specifically that the disease comes from. It is the conflict that has been suppressed. That is yes. what is at the core of these diseases and illnesses being present within someone's body. Yeah. There's so much to yeah. speak on with regards to that topic and that understanding of health that we will definitely cover in its own episode. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is really the root of all illness, of all disease. It is the unresolved internal conflicts that produce the stress and anxieties that trigger those illnesses. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, why are there people who smoke all their life like trains and never get sick, never get cancer? <laughs> why do people <laughs> like that war veteran who lived to 112 and smoked 10 to 12 cigars per day. (laughs) There was never a time where people saw him without a cigar in his mouth. And yet he had such an incredibly long life. Mm -hmm. Why is that? A lot of people will experience cognitive dissonance when they see examples like that in real life, when Mm -hmm. all they've been taught is smoking is bad for you. Smoking will cause cancer. Well, I mean, what about this man? Or what about the centenarians that live in Japan in their own little village? There are a bunch of people who are over 100 years old and you constantly see them smoking cigarettes. So, like, what's that about? (laughs) You know? exactly. (laughs) You have have to open your mind to the possibility that it's perhaps not exactly as we've been told that these Mm -hmm. things don't happen for the reasons that we've been taught. And there's a lot more going on here. These people were clearly at home within their spirit. They were living in a way that was aligned with their principles, with their values. They lived in integrity with themselves. And that's Mm -hmm. why they didn't get get sick. That's why they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, go go ahead. No, just the, the reason that they choose to do these things is because they enjoy it and not because they are trying to overcome something that they've suppressed. Exactly. Right? A lot of times people will smoke because they're so stressed in life and they go to smoking as like their escape from reality for a short moment. But when you are smoking with the intention to overcome stress, you are smoking because of stress. You are not smoking. Exactly because you enjoy the experience of smoking and that's where the difference is exactly it is your association with that (laughs) habit it's your association (laughs) with that experience exactly you're not using it as an escape and so the context of how you experience what comes after is so different Yeah, it's it's such a fascinating thing. We'll dive into that 
in that episode with regards to that understanding of hell. And the article continues to read with the subheading, Prioritizing Self-Care, Well-Being, and Conscious Living. Taking care of your physical, emotional, and mental health is crucial to building a spiritual home. Creating balance and harmony in all aspects of your life, as well as nurturing your body, mind, and soul, can help you experience greater levels of joy and peace. Practicing gratitude and appreciation for the present moment, as well as focusing on the blessings in your life, will also grant you with the serenity and strength necessary to sustain you through life's unpleasant and challenging circumstances. That groundedness, that presence that you need to be able to move through life when things get tough is what your spiritual home can provide you with. That internal resilience is what will see you through even the most trying of circumstances. And that's why cultivating and fostering the energy of Mm-hmm. Your spiritual home is so important. Absolutely. And when it comes to practices, I'm not sure if we have mentioned this in any of our previous episodes. We use practices as tools to get us started, right? And now many times we will see that people really attach themselves to practices. And so they may have a morning ritual of, you know, writing down 10 things that they're grateful for. But then when they're not writing, they forget all the reasons why they're grateful, right? They they, are living, you know, as ungrateful people. But, you know, I have my gratitude practice in the morning. So I am practicing gratitude, right? And now these practices are great to get started, but it's important to not attach yourself to practices. It's all about again, becoming that conscious individual, right? It's about extracting the essence of that practice and being able to apply it to every moment in your life. Now, I want people to be mindful of that because as incredible as these tools are, meditation also, right? Being able to silence the mind and be able to drop into the body is very important to begin learning how to do this, but you want to be able to transcend that practice and to embody the essence of that practice. And that also then becomes part of your spiritual home. It's just a part of who you are. It's not a practice that you just do. It then becomes an integrated part of you. And that's that's really important to be mindful of that. And you become a meditator individual as a result. Everything you do becomes meditative in nature. Mm -hmm. A conversation is meditative. Lovemaking is meditative. Writing is meditative. Creating art is meditative. That's what happens when you integrate the essence of these practices. And that's really what separates spirituality from spiritualism. We'll discuss that topic in another episode as well, because that's very important. A lot of people will treat these practices and these modalities as religious practices. Mm -hmm. They ritualize these things, and 
they become emotionally attached to them, closing their mind off to perhaps other modalities, other methods that would also enrich their spirit. Yeah. And that's one of the traps that we can fall into. Our ego becomes identified with these practices. And when we haven't integrated the wisdom and the essence of these practices, say you miss a morning of meditation and your day is ruined. Mm -hmm. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> what's the point of that, right? Exactly. You're, mm -hmm. you're missing the point entirely. The point of meditating is to have a meditative day. And when you've integrated that wisdom, well, <laughs> your day becomes meditative anyway because you're a meditative person. You're present right. in the here and now anyway. <laughs> that muscle's been yeah. strengthened enough to the point where you can remain grounded and self-aware. Regardless of whether you meditate in the morning, at that point, you just do it because you like it. You go to the river yeah. and you, you sit on a stone and sit in silence for 10 minutes because you enjoy it, not because you need to do it or because you need to mm -hmm. tick off a task on your checklist of meditative yeah. practices. That's right. That's right. And because ultimately, and this will be another topic we dive into in another episode, but ultimately discovering the absolute truth is finding truth in everything, right? And so when you attach yourself to specific practices, you are blocking off everything else because you just, no, you think, no, this is, this is what I do. And so, you know, this is my practice and, you know, everything else is irrelevant, but it's not true in being able to self-actualize. You seek the truth in everything. And there is truth in everything. You don't have to take on, you know, beliefs, but you can find the essence of truth in everything. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was an omnism, right? Mm -hmm. That's what that, yeah, yeah. that term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that term omnism, we haven't used that in a while. But yeah. omnism is seeing that there is value in everything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely everything serves your growth and development. Everything can enrich your spirit from the absolute most unpleasant and the negative aspects of reality mm -hmm. to the bright and positive aspects of it. Everything can yeah. teach you something. Every school of thought, every religion, every culture mm -hmm. can teach you something about your spirit because they're all manifestations of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is no one right way yeah. to do things. There are many paths to the truth. Mm -hmm. That is what it means to understand that God is absolutely infinite. Mm -hmm. well, that, that's something that we'll dive into <laughs> in that episode. Yeah. And understanding that will complement your spiritual home so greatly. And our article continues to read with the subheading, Honoring Your Intuition and Inner Wisdom. By tuning into your inner wisdom and honoring your intuition, you will establish a sense of purpose that guides you towards making decisions aligned with your authentic self. Learning to trust your instincts and listen to the voice of your intuition will show you how to put the health of your spiritual home first in everything you do. And like you mentioned previously, Samantha, 
we're encouraged and taught not to put ourselves first or to be selfish, quote unquote. And a lot of people don't really understand what it means to be truly selfish. They only understand selfishness in terms of the pleasures of the ego and overindulging in those pleasures. But being truly selfish is about putting your spirit first. You cannot give what you do not have. If you don't have internal peace, if you don't prioritize that, right? Because it's a matter of priorities. If you don't prioritize your sense of peace, your sense of joy, you cannot give that to those around you. You must be selfish. You must have boundaries. And if you don't enforce those boundaries, then you will feel drained. You will not be able to give as much as you would like to. Yeah. People will take advantage until you put a stop to it. Yeah. Ultimately. And they'll take (laughs) as much as they can get, unfortunately, especially if you have what they need so much, Mm. which is that presence, which is that groundedness, that strength that they so desire and crave. Yeah. And that's experienced in relationships, in friendships. You know that it is absolutely you constantly are finding yourself as the guiding force or the Mm -hmm. reluctant mentor of Right. Yeah. And it's okay to guide people, right? And to help people when they are, you know, trying to discover something and and they ask questions it's okay to help with guiding people but give and take when it comes to those close connections when it comes to people that actually call you a friend or call you family they show it they show it they show their appreciation for you as an individual and they're not only just trying to take and pick at your brain and you know people that are only there when they have something to gain out of coming to you, but then don't engage with you at any other time, then they're not really your friends. They're not really family. They are just using you for what they are trying to gain. You know, and of course, you know, we are individuals that constantly want to just help those around us, but that is why there must also be boundaries. Because you can't just be constantly talking and helping and, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it will become giving, giving, very giving draining. Without because ever you're not, yeah. receiving something of yeah. equal value. The energy exchange must be of equal value. In the same way, yeah. when you're doing business with someone, there must be an equal exchange of value there. That exactly. business relationship has to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's not good business if you're constantly giving for free and you're giving a service that is of great value. That's how that works. And so when it's, when you are selflessly giving, then you have to also selflessly give back to yourself. Exactly. Right. Like we can, we can help people that again, we know that there will be nothing coming back to us, but that's why there are boundaries to mm-hmm. how much of that you were going to engage in because you must also prioritize yourself and yeah. give back to yourself when you know it's not going to come back from certain individuals. And because that's true. A lot of times, a lot of the people that we engage with in life are not going to pull back into us. Yeah. And that's okay. It's not an expectation. We give with no expectation of receiving. 
but that is why those boundaries are in place, right? Because <laughs> exactly. there's only so much we can give before we start dipping into our own reserves and you never want to go into your own reserves. You give from the surplus. And your overflow. And that's what you give yeah. selflessly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You fill yourself up first <laughs> and you're able to give as much as you want. You're giving from your overflow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's all part of self-care, isn't it? Self-care, self-love. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. And continuing with our article, it reads with the subheading, honoring. Oh, we, we, we read that one. The next subheading is seeking growth and evolution. Embracing challenge, as well as seeking continual self-improvement and learning, is another important aspect of building a spiritual home. By approaching life's challenges as opportunities for growth and evolution, you can experience greater levels of personal transformation and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. yeah. Finding peace. Yeah, 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 you were going to say? <laughs> no, just as we, as we say all the time, it's changing that mindset from fear to one of growth mm -hmm. it's just it's so important it's at the core of everything right it's completely swapping from fear to growth and i think this is something that we we say in all our episodes and it's something that's important though because people need to really grasp that concept you know come out of the fear mindset the fear mindset the lack mindset the being afraid of losing people or losing things or if they go then they were never yours to begin with right there is a saying that says that as well yeah is let it go and if it comes back then it's yours right exactly that is how it is it just see everything as an opportunity for growth because it is everything yeah. we can learn and grow from yeah that, that's it's all. the difference <laughs> life is full of opportunity and not full of risk mm -hmm. Exactly. That's it. Again, there will it's always mindful, be risk, right? Like because there is risk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's risk in driving your car to work and driving exactly. your car back home. There's risk in keeping your money in the bank. If that bank becomes mm -hmm. insolvent, your money is gone. <laughs> Life is risk. But then there's also risk in keeping it in cash, right? Because then what exactly. if there's a buyer? Doing so nothing. There's risk in everything, but it's it's just that's why we become mindful and intentional with everything that we do. Exactly. Yeah, it minimizes those risks. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like we mentioned before, as we continue reading the article, the subheading reads, finding peace and serenity in nature. Mm -hmm. Connecting with the natural world around you can be a powerful way to build your spiritual home. Spending time in nature, whether it's hiking in the mountains to breathe in the fresh mountain air, or simply sitting on a park bench to feed the birds or the fish, can help you connect with the harmonious rhythms of the earth's vibration and find inspiration in the beauty all around you. And yeah, mm -hmm. like we've mentioned before, Ralph Waldo Emerson did that. Yeah. His, his inspired written work on how nature contributes to the peace we feel internally is why he's my absolute favorite writer of all time. Mm. Yeah. Because ultimately, we are one with all. We share the same energy with everything around us. And uh, immersing yourself in nature is just such a beautiful experience. And I don't think people do it enough. 
Yeah. They don't do it enough. You know, going to the beach and walking on the sand, you know, just getting yourself in the elements and being present while you're doing it is very important. Exactly. Right? Be present where you are. Don't don't just be thinking of everything that you need to do or you need to get to. You know, just allow yourself to enjoy and immerse in the experience of smelling that beautiful sea air. Oh, mm, the, the, the smell by the ocean is so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> you know, your feet in the sand. And it's also another form of grounding, right? It's another form of grounding being out in nature like that, hugging a tree. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It just helps those energies within you become more balanced. Yeah. You're definitely a beach crawl. You prefer the smell of the beach and I prefer the smell of the forest. Um, oh, I like both. I honestly like both yeah. and that's why I If love... you had a preference though, you'd choose the beach. <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> right. And it depends in on the, the season too, right? Prefer... Yeah, it depends exactly. on the season. The I'm I'm so I'm such a melancholy soul. I prefer mm -hmm. the forest. I'm introverted yeah. by nature, so yeah, like if I had to choose yeah. between the two, I love both as well. Again, like you yeah. said, depending on the season, right? There, there's a season mm -hmm. for everything. There's a time for everything. But if you ask me, it will always be the woods. It will always be the forest in a cabin, yeah. you know. Mm. The but nice yeah. open fire. Oh. Exactly. But there's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a time for everything. There's a time for everything. There's a season for everything. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this next segment in our article is very important. We've touched on it already. But we're going to dive into it a bit deeper. And it goes with the subheading, sharing your spiritual home and cultivating a sense of community, inviting others into your sacred space and inspiring them through your spiritual journey is another important aspect of building your spiritual home. By sharing your experiences and insights, you can uplift and encourage others on their own journeys. Attracting and cultivating genuine relationships with like-minded individuals that resonate with you can also powerfully complement your life's journey. When you connect with people who share your values and support your growth, you create a sense of community that nurtures and inspires you. Now, when you embark on this path of personal growth and spiritual development, you you will find yourself at first not feeling at home in your surroundings. Yeah. That's where it starts because you're starting to see beyond the facades of everyone around you. Everyone. You're not going yeah. to feel comfortable at first. This is something that you must understand as well. When you're starting off, that's how it's going to feel. You're not going to have many who resonate with you, if any at all. I know that's the yeah, way it was in exactly. my case. You know, my friends were people I read in books, were authors, writers. Ralph Waldo Emerson is my friend, was my friend at that time in spirit. Mm -hmm. He was always welcome in the home of my heart. Buddha. And that's why. Christ, no, all just... these writers, right? Like all uh -huh. these, all these pe people who mastered their sense of self. <laughs> they are your friends in spirit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be anyone currently and... alive. You know, it can be those exactly. who and... have written works of art that transcended 
their time living in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Those are your friends too. That's the difference between feeling alone and feeling lonely. Yes. Right, yeah. because it's okay to feel like it's just you, right? Feeling lonely is also when you are out of touch with yourself because when you when you have cultivated this spiritual home within yourself, you never feel lonely. Exactly. You never feel lonely. And you are okay with being alone until the right people come your way. And this is something that I'm teaching our girls as well. You know, Maria's in sixth grade now and last year and this year as well, she, you know, she's had struggles with friends. And I've said to her, Maria, you know, you're better off being alone and being your own best friend instead of having people around you that are not really your friends, you know, and and it took her a little time to understand it, but she really gets it now. And it is so beautiful to see your 12 year old understand that concept of it is okay to be by myself. I am not just going to share my energy with people that don't respect and appreciate me. I honor myself more than that. Life is and not a popularity became, contest. You no, know, in middle and high school is, is basically a oh. popularity contest among kids. Yeah. So for a 12-year-old to understand that, Maria's already a leg up when it comes oh, to she is. her development. You know, yeah. she's comfortable enjoying her own company. How many mm-hmm. people she, she do that? <laughs> Let alone mm-hmm. how many children can do that? Yeah. You know? She and comes that's home because she understands like, that concept, yeah. Yeah. She comes home from school some days and she's like, what is wrong with everyone? Why can't people just be normal? <laughs> kids are just so it's honest, so you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's baby, girl, true. It's, just, it's true, though. Everybody's always bickering yeah. and, and, and fighting. They're and always bullshitting themselves. There's always drama. They're bullshitting yeah. everyone else. And most people just, unfortunately, don't transcend that. You see a lot of 40-year-olds yeah. that are still acting like they're oh. high schoolers. Because they never got over that time when they were popular in school. Seriously. You know, there's, there's yeah. a lot of people who are still live from that space, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's because they haven't it's understood right. that concept. Yeah, exactly. And personal growth is about maturing as an individual. Yeah. It's all and, about maturity. all these things, yeah. Exactly. And again, it's not about killing, killing your ego either. No. It's about integrating these lessons within your ego so that your ego is lightened. You're lightening the burdens of your ego so that you can more easily push it and guide it into the direction of maturity. Exactly. A and mature ego. I would love to have another, yeah, I would mm-hmm. love for us to have another episode on the ego specifically because there is just, there is so much to that we can dive into. in regards yeah. to the ego. Absolutely. And your ego is yourself. It, mm-hmm. The ego is basically your your body, right? Yeah. And it operates off of your subconscious mind. That is what it uses to to work, right? That's the reasons why you may react to certain things. The more you heal within yourself, the more aware you become of your subconscious patterns of thinking, behaving you then begin to rewire your own subconscious patterns. And that is then 
right? You are maturing and your ego will reflect that. It is a reflection. There is no such thing as killing off the ego. Killing the ego would be to kill your flesh body, <laughs> right? Yeah. There is no such thing. You are transcending, however, the limitations of the ego, like you mentioned, you know, and it's it's about maturity and it's just, it's about healing and what it is that you then intentionally choose to have in your subconscious mind. And it is a journey. <laughs> it can be difficult, but it is absolutely worth it. Yeah. And like we write yeah. here in this paragraph in our article, mm -hmm. you inspire those around you. Mm -hmm. You invite those around you to feel as you feel. When you exactly. feel this good, when you feel this free, you invite others to live freely. You mm -hmm. inspire others to live truthfully. And that's, that's something that brings a joy and a sense of fulfillment, like few other things can. Yeah. And, and that's what we're here to do, enrich each other's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And eventually, I know we don't go into it in this episode, and this is what we will dive into in the next episode, you will eventually come to find that perfect match for you in regards to a relationship right in regards to the partner that you attract into your life now it could also mean that if you're already in a relationship that both you and your partner embark on this journey together right and you come back home to each other but a lot of times that might not work out that way right like with me in my previous relationship i embarked on this journey of personal growth and development and my ex-husband didn't you know and that's out of our control. You have to allow people to be who they are. And if that means that your paths take you separate ways, then so be it. That's how it was meant to be. But exactly. a lot of times there are a lot of beautiful relationships um, that have come back together because they have both intentionally and consciously chosen to embark on this journey together. And my goodness, I just, what a beautiful relationship and connection people experiencing that kind of relationship would have. That yeah. would just be wow. <laughs> yeah. But if you are not in relationship, eventually you will attract that person that you are aligned with in all ways, just like we attracted each other. And you then merge your spiritual homes together. Which is what we have already done, right, my love? You are in the US and I am still in Australia, and yet we share the same spiritual home. Yeah. We are one, no matter where you we can are, only no experience that. You can only experience that when you understand this fundamental concept, though. Mm -hmm. That that's why our experience has been so singular. Despite the fact that we yeah. need to put certain paperwork together, despite the fact that there are certain things that still need to be arranged for when we come together, we share yeah. one home in spirit that comes first and it sets the tone and the pace for your experience of that relationship yeah. with your person and yeah the next episode is going to be a really good one for that reason we're going to expand on all that in the next episode and so this next paragraph of our article reads sharing your spiritual home with others 
also provides you with opportunities to practice compassion, kindness, and empathy towards others, as well as spread love and positivity in abundance. By embodying these qualities, you will create a sense of harmony and interconnectedness that has the power to transform your life and the lives of those around you. And yeah, you know, we want to inspire. We aspire to inspire as many people as possible and enrich as many people's lives as possible in our own unique ways. Yeah. And inspire others to do the same. <laughs> exactly. Just, it's a ripple effect. Is right. That ripple effect, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, we conclude the article with this paragraph that reads, Building a spiritual home is a journey that requires consistency, dedication, and patience. Through exploring your inner sanctum, connecting with your inner self, and nurturing positive energy in your personal relationships, you will establish the healthiest foundation for a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Ah, and isn't that what we all are ultimately seeking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we want at the end of the day. It takes work, though. We are all deserving of the love we desire, of the life we want to live. And yet, however, we must become worthy of it. It's not just as simple as asking for it. We must become the kind of person that is ready to experience and appreciate what that experience comes with and to be able to shepherd that experience successfully. And that's what we're going to dive into in the next episode when it comes to manifesting that perfect person, right? Is yeah. finding the one possible. That will be our next episode. And to prepare for what we dive into in that episode, feel free to read our article, The Power of Conscious Relationships, in our Medium profile. We dive into that, and that really sets a lot of precedent for what we will touch on in the next episode. That's we can You can consider this next episode a part two to that article. We're just going to yeah, dive, dive even deeper into how you can become the kind of person that will be ready and what to expect when that experience comes around and pops into your awareness. Because a lot of the time, if you're living in alignment and you're focused on living in integrity with yourself, that person is going to come out of nowhere. You're not going to be prepared, say, for that person. You won't see it coming, but you will be ready because you've been living in a way that shows you're ready to enjoy that experience. And it's because you're not seeking it that it finds you. <laughs> exactly. We appreciate you joining us. And until next time, may you embody the way of TBL today in your own way.